Disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. The conversations we have about our mental health and well-being come from our own personal experiences. We hope these open conversations will encourage our audience to take notice and ownership of their own mental and emotional well-being. And maybe, just maybe, provide some cathartic laughs along the way. Hello everyone, welcome back to Therapy Check, back for a new week. Sorry for the delay, you know, I'm from Oregon and we had a kind of a crisis, uh, thank God. I did have electricity, but absolutely no service, no Wi-Fi until now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Texas right now as well, and just kind of really all over the United States. This is, you know, picture-perfect example of climate change and how it's just going to rampage and harm so many people. Like, damn. But I'm Andrea. I'm Breezy. So welcome to Therapy Check. Yes, welcome, welcome. All right, so we're still in February. I'm not really sure when this podcast is going to come out, but as of this moment we're recording, it is still February. Valentine's Day already passed by, and I just wanted to talk about what we did for ourselves, how was Valentine's Day for us, and we're also going to go into love languages. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, Valentine's Day. St. Valentine, you know, pink, red, and hearts, candy everywhere. Which, what was it like for you? It was my last day working at that restaurant I was at, mm-hmm. so I celebrated by it being my last day at work there, because <laughs> we know I hated it. I hated working there. Uh, one of my coworkers gave me flowers, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. He had, like, had a friend that works at a flower place, and he had leftovers, and he gave all the women that worked their flowers, but I got one of the cutest ones, so... <laughs> Besides that, I didn't do much. I wanted to take myself out for boba. But yes, I got out of work late, so I couldn't really do that. Oh my gosh, you mentioned boba, and I immediately get frustrated because all the good like food and drink places are all located in downtown, mm-hmm. and so you can't get them delivered. And Lord knows, I ain't driving all the way down there to get boba and then go home and drink <laughs> it in the car and be done. Nah, that's not part of the boba experience. I that's what I miss about Oregon, and mm-hmm. especially living in a college town is like. You could walk and get some boba. It was beautiful. Amazing. Wow. Immaculate. Immaculate. But yeah, for me, Valentine's Day, I took that day off. And the following week after, I wanted to spend it with my little sister, but my little sister got more game than I ever will. So (laughs) she got a boyfriend. (laughs) And then they'd been quarantining for two weeks in preparation to spend Valentine's Day together at my house. Jesus. (laughs) And so I was super excited to spend it with my sister. I had bought like $80 worth of resin making stuff because I was like, we're going to make jewelry. We're going to make keychains. We're going to make all this stuff. Came in the mail and I was like, all right, I got it all set up. And then she's like, oh, by the way, my boyfriend's coming over tomorrow. So can we also make resin? And I'm like, God damn it. I felt like a camp counselor at that point. It was no longer about like sharing love with my family, making stuff. It was now I have provided an activity for some teenagers to do. (laughs) (laughs) And so I made resin art. I got dressed up because I was like, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to get dressed up for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. (laughs) 
that's how I that's how I that's how I celebrated the day of love. That's nice. And a week before I was too impatient, so I bought myself some skincare. I still haven't received it. Probably by the time this comes out, it'll be here, but mm-hmm. oh, that is that is a nice treat. That is not only just a beautiful act of self-love, but it really pays off. Like it's one of those things where that's a an investment that you can really see. Mm-hmm. But let's go into our love languages. And mm-hmm. right before, if y'all don't know about it, it's, there's five love languages and it's from a book from 1992 by Gary Chapman. And this book has been in the New York Times multiple times and it's just well-renowned, well-known book. I personally haven't read it, but I guess if it keeps winning awards and we're doing an episode based on it, it must be a good book, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the five love languages are receiving gifts, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and quality time. Mm-hmm. So Breezy, tell me what are your love languages? Okay, so I've taken this quiz a couple of times and I think personally, just for me, one of the most powerful things you can do and one of the most helpful things you can do is just figure out like, how do you love? How do you love yourself and how do you love others? Mm-hmm. Especially because then we'll get to the most important part of this episode, finding out what's not your love language, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I argue is more important than knowing. And so my primary love language at 37% is quality time. Mm -hmm. So that means if you want to show me love or if I want to show someone love, we're just going to spend time together. And I think this is exemplified by my dream for all of my friends. And it's only happened with a couple of people. It's to just take naps together. Like, during the summer after high school graduation, super busy with work and all my friends were busy and we had, we'd been working and I wanted to hang out with her and I was like, hey, do you just want to come over and take a nap? She's like, bet. Came over, she took up one side of the couch, I took the other, knocked out for an hour, woke up, then we went about our days. We went to the mall, we did everything and I was like, that's my love language, we were together in our subconscious like we didn't even speak to each other and I was like Mm -hmm. that's the quality time I I'm talking about (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that but how about you what's yours mine is the same as yours but mine goes to 40 percent so mine is quality time 40 percent and maybe it has to do with with the fact that my previous relationships were long distance Mm -hmm. I don't know but we can like not do anything but as long as you're there like I love that and mm-hmm. a thing I do a lot is that I FaceTime my friends and we won't even talk. They'll just be on FaceTime. I'll be doing whatever I'm doing, homework, cleaning, whatever. And they'll be doing their thing. We're not talking, but just knowing that they're there mm. is comforting to me. Mm-hmm. So honestly, we can never do anything. We can just be at home all day. But I just love when I l- love someone or I care about someone, I just love their presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also, I also definitely agree. Like, that's one of my things that it's just quality time. And I don't know if it was like a, you could probably go into the psychology of it all. And like, maybe as a child or in past (laughs) relationships, you were like, just left alone. But quality time, like, for me, when somebody asks me what's like a cute date, 
or like spending time with your significant other or your friend, I'm like, let us go to the grocery store. Like even my friends, I'm like, all right, Autobots roll out. We're going to Costco. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is one of those moments where just walking around doing meaningless chores amazing i'd be one of those people where if you (laughs) if you say like oh yeah sorry i can't like you can't come over i have to clean my room i was like bet i will bring a swiffer and a garbage bag let's get to it let's get into it you know that's the thing with dating when i'm really into someone and they're like oh i'm busy i'm doing this i'm like let me help you Mm -hmm. you need to go to the dentist i'll drive you you know but (laughs) It's really, it's very much like a, can I come? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then that like kind of ties into my next biggest love language, which is acts of service. So doing someone a favor or having someone help you out with chores. For me, that's like 33%, but it's also a huge thing because it's something that my mom does to show that she loves me. And it's just like, soothes my heart like for example sometimes I'll be late for work and I just kind of dip out my room and it's a mess like it's like what happened here and then I come back from work and I'm like the bed is made Mm -hmm. the clothes are put away and I'm like oh thank you because it just it took Mm -hmm. off that like extra moment of stress and I really like that and that's also how I show people stuff if this is a big campus on campus living like, that was one of my favorite things to do, like, if a friend was like, oh, I haven't eaten yet. And I'm like, bet, let me just go grab food for you. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to do. I'll just take it to you. Because that feeling of having someone else check off something on your list, just kind of like your spirit just kind of hums a little louder. You're just at peace. You're like purring. <laughs> You're just out there like, mm, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Well, that's also my second love language, but I'm at a 23%. Just helping me out because I stress out so easily. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just part of who I am. I'll just stress out about everything and anything just because of my perfectionism or whatever. Yeah. Like, I know that sometimes people say, like, the bar is so low for people. Like, you just have to do these things. But it's really all it comes down to. All I really want to know is that you're paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not about respect. That's another thing, too, because for me, respect is, like, putting your share into, like, helping out. That is, that, is being, that is showing me respect, but it's a step above that. It is knowing me, paying attention to my needs and what I'm, what I'm doing, and then taking that extra step because you care about me and you want to make my life easier. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. It's it's not so yeah for some people like the the bar is low I'm like the bar has always been respect you will <laughs> respect me mm-hmm. but I do appreciate it when you do a little bit more <laughs> right when they listen to you and they're like oh my god you're actually doing things that I've asked you to do or that you know that I like because I also like am a big on acts of service providing that to other people I'm again going back to like my dating life I helped both of my exes fixed their resumes, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I recently just found um, a document. I was going through Google Docs and just looking at things I haven't opened in a while. And one of them was like your plan or whatever. I wrote an entire document breaking down deadlines, documents, all these things that needed to be done in order for my ex to re-enroll in school. Yeah. I had broken it down of like, 
here's three things that you want to do. Here's how we can do them. And I'm just like, wow, I was really out there. But I'll say this. When it comes to my love languages, and this is one of the things where I've gotten in like arguments with people is like, you shouldn't be doing things to get other people to do things for you. My whole thing is if I'm putting in effort and like I'm showing care, I hope you find a way to show me the, like the same thing. It doesn't have to be the same way. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be like a, you give a gift, I give a gift, but just show me you care. Yeah. And the thing that I've struggled with in my past relationships is that these men did not care like mm -hmm. I would really be cleaning for them helping them do their homework all these things and these men were not doing that for me so mm -hmm. yeah be careful don't don't get into the trap that I get into with every male I'm one in a relationship with friends with and that is raising children <laughs> I don't know how it happens but next I'm like it's like that one soundbite is like bitch I'm a mother no drama. That is me. That is me. <laughs> you know, that's hilarious because it's exactly how I felt. I was over here really raising these men. Oh, my God. And it, it's just, it's, oh, I, yeah, don't be in a relationship trying to raise a man. Um, Don't do that. Like, you can grow each other. Make sure it's mutual. Mutually beneficial, okay? We're, the word of the day symbiotic relationship okay mm -hmm. a parasite if only one of them is benefiting yeah you know I, that's something i had to learn the hard yeah. way so so my my next two my bottom two and this comes into the most important part of the day the unsolicited advice for the day learn what is not your love language what you do not need or appreciate it's one thing to know, like, this is my, this is my love language. These are my friends' love languages. This is how I show them. But know what isn't because that can cause complications real soon. So for me, what aren't my love languages, and I, one of them I I'll put an asterisk next to because it's changed. And these both are at 7%. It's physical touch and words of affirmation. And I will preface, mm -hmm. we are in the middle of a pan-Hellenic, all right? <laughs> and so I'm not allowed mm -hmm. to talk to people, let alone touch them. And so I'll be real with you. Mm -hmm. I just want a hug right now. And so that may have, and that's changed as of recently, but usually physical touch, like, it's like, oh, yes, like a hug or high five kind of thing. But if you touching on me, ugh. Back up. Oh, I hate people with clammy hands, clammy <laughs> hands, or people who are weirdly warm. A cold person touches you. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, you're freezing. A hot person touches you. What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you so warm? This is, are you sick? Get off me. <laughs> but yes, physical oh touch God. has bumped up. It's like gone up a few because, you know, I just want to hug. But words of affirmation hate that stuff I think it really has to come it comes down to like how I view myself and so when people give me words of affirmation like mm -hmm. I appreciate you or like you're really smart my first thought is like mm -hmm. lies why would you say that why 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 <laughs> yeah. and these are I don't, I, yeah, I think it really has to go with like my inability to accept a compliment but words of affirmation don't do nothing for me 
don't do nothing for me. Like a professor would be like, wow, great job on your assignment. Mm -hmm. Show me with the active service of giving me an A. Don't say <laughs> you did a good job. <laughs> My number three, the third spot for me is words of affirmation. You'd be like, I, I appreciate you. Be like, oh my God, really? <laughs> I, you're, I know you don't understand, but I, for someone to be like, I appreciate what you're doing. I love you. And saying that I'm doing a good job mm -hmm. makes me feel I'll better. I'll keep that in mind. I don't know. Oh, did I skip my third one? I think you did. Oh, my other one, the third one is gift receiving or giving. And this has changed recently. Because I used to always equate gift mm -hmm. giving specifically with a love language like jewelry, a purse, a bag. But like, I like the idea of people hearing something that I like and giving me a gift, not just random gifts, like thought, thought out gifts, you know, mm -hmm. because it proves to me that one, they were giving me attention. They were paying attention. They were hearing stuff like I consider, for example, if I was saying like, oh, damn, I need to go buy more lotion. I'm out of my lotion. Oh, I got to run to the store and get a lotion. Somebody pulls up and like, hey, you said you're out of lotion. Here you go. That right there is a gift. And right there, you just made my heart pitter patter. Skip a beat. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> is this love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And that's funny because for me, for me, gift giving is my last one at 7%. So physical touch, like if I'm in love, mm. like, I'm sorry, I'm annoying. Like other people, please don't touch me. But if I'm in love, I want to hug you. I want to hold hands. Like I'm mm. so annoying when I'm in love. So, but for gift giving, mm. like, I, I don't really care about gifts. I care about a gift that maybe I love notes, like write me a mm -hmm. handwritten note. I love that. Or things that I know that you put in the effort. But if you just go to the store and buy mm -hmm. me a purse, like I don't care for it. But if you made me something, then that's when I'm like, mm -hmm. that's when my heart melts, you know? Mm -hmm. So then my next question, this is related to physical touch. Are you big spoon or little spoon? Little spoon. And I think this ties into my physical touch thing. I am the big spoon, both physically and emotionally, mentally as well. <laughs> I am the, <laughs> I'm five foot zero, y'all. Ain't no way I should be the big spoon, but I am. I feel comfortable that way. If I'm ever in the little spoon position, I'm like, something's wrong. Or like, or I'm more like, hey, mm. you know what make this better? <laughs> and I think it has to do with, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe like control or power or something. But more specifically, I'm really just insecure about the idea of having my hair in somebody else's face. <laughs> Hence why I am big spoon. I'm just like, also don't want the idea of like, oh, you're, you got your hair in my mouth. Nope, not happening. I will big spoon. <laughs> no, for me, I'm like, whatever you're struggling with, your arm is hurting, like whatever you're going, is going on for you, that's too bad because I'm mm. comfortable. You keep hugging me. That sounds like a you problem. Fix that. If your arm is hurting, get those special pillows. I have like, a, a, like an arm thing. I don't even know how to explain it, but get one of those. Oh my goodness. That you just, you, you, you made me realize why I hate being the little spoon. I don't like inconveniencing people. <laughs> like, I'm like, is your arm okay? But for me personally, like any person I've been the big spoon to, my arm has never fallen asleep. I don't know what they'd be complaining about. Y'all, y'all some weak. <laughs> People, because I'm like, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. 
I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just yeah. how it is. Also, another thing too is ugh, sleeping, little spoon sleeping. Oh, I hate it because then I'm like, I can't move. <laughs> I'm going to wake this person up. <laughs> We're the complete opposite in this. <laughs> Again, when I'm in love, I'm like, annoying. I, I, too, am annoying in love. Um, I would say I very much enjoy doing the most, always. Like, oh, uh-huh. my, my former partner, what was it? I used to do I used to do a lot of stuff that like why the, when I think about it now why was why did I do it I was like oh I was head over heels I was in love and it's also another thing too that I love love and I love gift giving to other people or making people I like making their days better because it's it's like a puzzle and it's a test in which like how well do I know this person and then if I discover, hey, I tried to assemble a bag of things you would like, and I don't know that much about you. Let me try a bit more. Like, let's, let's investigate. And personally, I don't know. I feel like because so many people either are uncomfortable with gift giving or have made gift giving seem like it's a, it's a big deal. I like to kind of gently remind people that like, hey, I hope you know you're worth this and more. Like, it's just a sandwich. You're worth it and more so don't feel uncomfortable with it like i try and like gently like remind people that like hey me giving you stuff is because you deserve it and it's not like you're not being inconvenienced and don't worry about that's another thing too is like don't worry about my pockets okay my pockets run deep okay this is nothing this is all for you honey (laughs) (laughs) yeah again gift giving is like my the last thing for me but when I do want gifts, I want them to be meaningful rather than expensive. Or if I know you put a lot of work into it, then I really appreciate that. And if you ever written me a note, I probably still have it unless you really broke my heart and that it's out of here. But for the most part, I'll keep gifts that people give me. I went on a few dates with this one guy and he gave me like a art piece that he made and I really liked it. He's like, you want to keep it? I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to keep it. And I still have it. This is one of those things where, and this goes back to, like, reciprocity and fairness. I'm a Libra, y'all, okay? We the scales. If things aren't adding up, if the the scales are out of whack, there's a problem. And so Mm -hmm. I've been really thinking about this. When it comes to gift giving, I can't be the only one giving gifts. And with my ex, that was a thing where I was like, damn. I was thinking about this in my tear filled days in which I was like oh my gosh let me get rid of all this stuff he ever gave me man gave me three things (laughs) three things really and then I remember like being in his room and I could pick out all of the things I gave him and I was like it was a lot I gave that man flowers Mm -hmm. um I gave that man two bottles on his 21st birthday i had my brother buy it because i wasn't 21 yet but like i gave him like champagne and then a bottle of whiskey i like knitted a scarf for him got him blanket clothes i can identify clothes i got the man skincare because you know you know that's one of the things if i love you and i care about you honey i'm gonna put you on no matter, no matter who you are if i love and care about you i'm gonna make sure your skin is set right so an entire regimen that was all me. <laughs> and I, and then somebody told me, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like he gave you three things. That means 
out of sight, out of mind when y'all are done. That man is going to be going through stuff and being like, ah, oh, dang. You brought up two things I want to talk about. Flowers. So I really like receiving flowers. My favorite are white roses. But my exes never gave me flowers unless it was to clean up, mm. so, clean up something they did. Or to try to get me back. But I have never received flowers with good intentions. Yeah, like unprovoked? Unprovoked, like, oh, I just, I just thinking about you or it's our anniversary or something. I'm going to give you a flower. I'm going to give you roses, what, whatever. Never. It's always because they're, one, either trying to win me back or two, they know they're about to lose me. That's the only time either of my exes have ever given me roses. I'm like, really? Now? All this mm-hmm. time you had, all this opportunity, and now you're giving me the uh, flowers? So that's annoying. Um, another thing, too, that I realized, and I think this has mostly to do with my gender identity and stuff like that, but in all of the relationships I have with people, I perform, in, I perform a role that has been traditionally, like, a masculine or male role. Like, I am very much big spoon, gift giver, I give anyone flowers. I don't believe mm-hmm. only women get flowers. In fact, no, 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 no. Everyone's getting flowers. Um, <laughs> that's just that's just how I've always operated, and I love it. I, but although I do do that, I think a good sign of a relationship is, for me at least, is when I, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a for- performance. It's a moment of trust. And I think when it comes to all my previous partners, I just didn't trust them <laughs> deep down. I trust yeah. that they're competent enough mm-hmm. for me to let go of control. Like, there's been a couple of times where I've been like, okay, I'll let you plan this. A mess. A mess. I'm like, how is this happening? What, like, so for, I feel mm-hmm. like it's a moment of trust mm-hmm. and then maturity for me. But we'll see. I ain't been in a relationship in a minute. We're chilling for the most part, but I would like to challenge myself in the next relationship to be less hands-on and in control and see if I fall into mm-hmm. abyss <laughs> or not. Yeah, also haven't been in a relationship in a while. I think we both broke mm-hmm. up with our exes around the same time, if I'm right. So we've both been in the single train. I'm not trying to meet anyone. How am I supposed to meet anyone right now? How are people dating right now if we're in the middle of a dulce? a panoramic it's facetime and i can't imagine kid okay i've had to do interviews on zoom and like classes it is so uncomfortable seeing someone over the camera before you've ever met them in person i'd be like where do i look like so who wants to talk first like i could not imagine doing any of these facetime dates with someone you don't really know like facetime is reserved for either like we know each other very well and so you pulling up you're gonna see everything like, I'd be getting nervous talking to my dentist on the phone. And y'all gonna be like, hey, do you want to have a FaceTime date? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Yeah. That's funny because I did end up dating this one guy. Well, not dating, but we went on a few dates. And this was a while ago. But the reason I, this is my mm-hmm. first time ever, like, shooting my shot. It's always, like, the guys that approach me. This is the first time I approached him. was because I, he went to school with us. And even though I didn't really know him, I've, see, I've seen him around. And I know he was <laughs> a real human and like a person, you know. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So that's the, only, that's the only way. And then we, like, talked on the phone. And it was weird. But 
I don't, I don't know how people do it. Like I, I couldn't. And then also another thing too, the greatest thing that I'm like scared of is how I look on FaceTime isn't how I look. Like when you, when you put a lens through it, that's not me. <laughs> and I don't want to be accused of catfishing someone. Oh, how embarrassing. I could never, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, you look different or, oh, like, oh, always happened with, happen. just with these masks alone. <laughs> what? I mean, the mask is different, but when you're on FaceTime, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be putting your mask on. What? But yeah, people really are catfishing out here with these masks. Like I've seen people with their mask, and then, then I have like a small glimpse of the rest of their face, and I'm like, you mm-hmm. look completely different than what I pictured. This is not what I imagined in my head you would look like. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. when you listen to podcasts and you've never seen the people in person, you've never seen their faces. So when you actually look them up, you're like, oh, that's what you look like? You know, you just, the face and the voice don't match up. Or the same with books. When you're reading a book and then they make the movie version and mm-hmm. it's not at all what you pictured it. Yeah, that happened to me with my work crush. Still <laughs> attractive, still goofy, nice, still all these pos- positive notes. However, I saw them with their mask off in the break room. First time ever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God. It was very much like, oh, baby, what is he doing? Honey, why do you have a police officer mustache? Just a mustache, not a full beard, not anything going around. And I was like, you know, what? (laughs) What was I expecting? But also, you look like Paul Blart, the mall cop. Like, also another thing, too. I... So, um, so I guess these aren't like love languages, but what are your like pet peeves or your no compromise, like lines in the sand? Oh man. So these are from personal experience of dating people that were like this, but if you have bad hygiene, oh my God, I hate the guy with the worst hygiene. Never doing that again. Number two, if I can't trust you as, as soon as I, I lose trust mm-hmm. in you, you lose me. Like, there's no going back. That's number two. What else? What else? That's like the first two things that come to mind. If you are machista, homophobic, racist, and the guys I've dated have been like the worst examples of these, but those things. Or if you tell me, I've never dated a Latina before, that it's over. We're done here. <laughs> <gasps> I had to, when you said, like, I've never dated a Latina before, that's, like, if I'm the first black person you've met, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. I had friends, mm-hmm. I had partners, I had dates that I went on with, to be fair, in China, but they were like, they would say some stuff, they're like, I really like black culture. And I'd be like, y'all ain't ready for this work because I'm about to ask you, what do you mean, black culture? Like, what do you love? Mm-hmm. What is this? Am I being fetishized? Like, what's going on? Um, additionally, yeah. my other thing is, like, hygiene as well. That hygiene, I personally, it's not stuff that, it's not stuff like, oh, like, oh, so you don't double cleanse? It's very much, oh, so you don't wash your feet, like, at all. You just, ugh, oh, I can smell it. I can smell the memories. oh and then and then the other thing that like is a big toe in the sand thing i'm not humoring 
any political differences. None. Nada. Not a moment. Mm -mm. I don't like if you don't care, if you're not like I've come, I've boiled it down to this. If you don't care about gay rights, if you don't care about these things, if you don't care about, you know, public funding, all that type of stuff, all that boils it down to is that you have a level of disrespect and disdain towards other human beings, towards other living creatures. That means I do not trust you. So yeah, politically, like I'm not saying we need to like perfectly aligned. We can have some differences, but I'm not humoring. I'm socially liberal and fiscally conservative. Nope. Na 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 na. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is I just don't, I really just don't want to have to teach, like, I don't want to have to be your teacher in all things of life. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. that's for me another thing, too, is, like, you need to have some life experience. You need to have some, some trials and tribulations that you've come to be, because I cannot be teaching you people about, like, um, I can't be somebody's moral compass, conscience, and professor. Because there'd be some times where I'd have to be, like, that's not okay. Or, like, why would you say that? Or... Here's why this person was upset about what you said. Let me give you the entire history. Like, I can't be doing that. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't have to. And I think another thing, too, is, um, and this is a huge pet peeve that I learned from all of my previous relationships with anybody. If you're going to make me feel mm-hmm. bad about my intelligence, step off. That was something that yeah. has been an undertone in my entire life. Even right now, at home with my family, we're very much... People don't like how intelligent I am. Like my brother, according to my mother, he's very intimidated by how intelligent you are. Or you have to understand he didn't have the education that you had. So you have to, like, I'm not dumbing it down, sweetie. I'm not dumbing it down. Like, mm-hmm. fine then. Me as a person, this breezy right here is not for gen pop, okay? If you can't understand, if you can't get with it, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Like, do not, do not try and make me feel bad about my intelligence or... If you feel disrespected or uncomfortable or any of that stuff about me doing something, that's fine. We can talk about it. We can work on it. But if my existence as a full-fledged human being makes you feel, and this is a word that I hate hearing, once I hear it, I immediately ignore you. Like everything you have to say, garbage. If you feel emasculated, (laughs) I identify as trans gender fluid, gender queer, non-binary, like, I'm not with it. I own my masculinity. I take Mm -hmm. it on. I perform it. I do it in all those ways. I have never felt emasculated in my life. I have never felt, I don't even know what the other version is, like, defeminized. I have never felt that ever. This is about you embodying how you want to be. Like, if my, what was it? What was the thing that I did that emasculated somebody, made them feel like less of a man? I held the door open for somebody and they're like, it makes me feel emasculated. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, so <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm not humoring it. I, I just can't because usually in my experience, 10 times out of 10, it comes from a place of you either want me to be boxed in or you mm-hmm. feel like, fairness or an equal balance is somehow taking power away from you which means you want me to operate 
like it's the whole idea of what is it i think it was like girl defined ministries or somebody said like you're not allowed to walk next to your partner like shoulder to shoulder you should always be like a half a step back or defer to your husband or that type of stuff and it's like i like men women wherever you lie on the spectrum i have no time to be sitting around being like wow so me acting like a full human being an, an adult makes you feel like you made me feel like a child. I'm, I'm holding a door. And you don't feel like a big, strong, burly man because I held the door? What? No, I 100% agree with you. You said it so well. That reminded me of when straight men call women females. Mm-hmm. I hate that word. I hate it. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. Why you call me a female? I'm a woman. Call me by my name. So I, I hate that. And again, the men that are insecure, I've dated very insecure men or men that pretended to be secure, but in reality, we're very insecure. And we're insecure of, again, my intelligence, we're insecure of the fact that I was going to school. I had these goals and often mm-hmm. I would have to push them to have goals. You know, I'll be like, for me, it's really important to be with someone that like wants a future and like has a clear idea what they want and often I was with people that Mm -hmm. were really not sure what they were doing and to be fair sometimes you know sometimes we don't know what we're doing and that's fine but at least there was I always have some type of goal to reach and I've dated people that Mm -hmm. never really showed that to me so also if you can google it do not ask me because this is specifically for my last relationship I could not have a good, clear conversation like you and I have, Brazy, without this person being like, what does that word Mm -hmm. mean? What is that? So then I would always have to go on Google, try to explain it to him, or like go on Google, Mm -hmm. screenshot it, and be like, this is what it means. So (laughs) the first person I had a crush on after that whole mess, when we were talk, he never asked me what things meant, or he would Google it himself. And that for me was so much. I was like, oh my God, this man, this man is everything, you know? So that for me, like Google, if you can Google it, do not ask me. I, yeah. So I, I like insecurity. I'm working on my own insecurities, all of that. I can't be out here trying to Mm -hmm. fix yours as well. Like there has to be some level of agency and accountability. And that your point made me think about like just... You know, TLC said it best, we don't want no scrubs. I think, like, all this comes down to is, like, it's rooted in misogyny. It's rooted in homophobia. It's rooted in racism and just, like, classism. All these things of these expectations that people have of me. Like, oh, I don't know why I let this slide. I don't know why I did. It should have been a red flag. But, you know, sometimes you'd be in love and them red flags be like, it's pink. It's okay. (laughs) um yeah like mm-hmm. I have pe- people be uncomfortable with who I am I'm like then why are you with me mm-hmm. like this is a big part yeah. of who I am this is a big part about things I stand for the things I'm interested in. why are you with me then like leave get out also um this is another oh, this is a side note hold on hold on hold on hold on I think it's slipping where'd it go um <laughs> it's okay I forget things all the time dang I had it and now it's gone jealousy how do you feel about jealousy oh yeah jealousy I think in small Mm -hmm. proportions it's okay 
it like mm-hmm. it kind of shows that they care in small proportions but when it's too much like I'm not with it like I'm personally not a jealous person never have been never will so when my ex was like oh I'm hanging out with a friend she's just a friend I'll be like cool mm-hmm. don't have fun like I don't care one thing that I learned very quickly jealousy is only cute on tv and contrived Mm. shows and relationships it is only cute when the little character is like oh stop i want to be with you like it's only cute then in real life no it is it is a pink flag it's like one step away from being red you know the guys I've dated, especially my first boyfriend, when we first started dating, he would be like, hey, babe, can like, can I go out with my friends? And I was just like, why are you asking me for permission? Like, you're, you're a grown adult. Mm-hmm. I'm your girlfriend, not your mom. You, you don't have to ask permission to do stuff. And then when we were dating, his friends would be like, your girlfriend lets you do that? Your partner lets you hang out with us and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why should I care? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not his mother. Yeah. Another thing, too, that, like, I find very, very valuable in a relationship, it's also, like, it's a it's a double-edged sword. Like, you know, if you show interest in this, it's good. But if you don't, and that's interest. Like, no matter who I'm with, friend-wise, um, r- romantic, whatever it is, like, I will, I will show interest in your interests because it's important to you. Like, if you're yeah. interested in something like this, mm-hmm. I will do research. I will do my best. Or if anything, even if I'm not interested in it, I'll do my best to make sure that you have your moments to like geek out and get excited and just talk about it. Like, even if I have no idea what's going on, knowing that you're excited or you're interested in this, I will support it. However, on my side of things, I got a lot of interests. Okay. I get very excited about various topics. The one, one of the biggest ways you can, I've been hurt in the past is just like getting judgment or hate for the things I like I don't know what where that is but like that is a huge no-no like I don't care if I'm talking about little as pet shop do not say nothing mean or negative like I had this person who like I was excited to go to a concert for one of my favorite band or performers and their response was like anybody want to go to that stupid ass concert with you unprovoked unprovoked unnecessary and why does why is my passion or interest in something result in you trying to like shade me for it like what do you get out of that that's and that i think boils down to insecurity okay this might take a turn but like i kind of just want to talk to you about it Mm -hmm. one of the things so i had like Mm -hmm. tried to come out to my ex his response Mm -hmm. was very much like insecure I had, I had essentially, for those of you who do not know, I had, um, like, just tried telling my ex, like, you know what, I kind of like girls, too. His response was to be, like, to physically shut down, to get quiet, to get sad, and be like, well, now I have to worry about more people. What the hell? What? What? (laughs) And that's, um, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I can't even explain it. As a result, has given me a complex of, like, I am afraid to date completely, like, out of the closet, like, fully me because of, one, I know someone's going to say some stuff that's going to mess with my head, and two, low-key afraid of getting hate-crimed. Like, that's that's one of those realities mm-hmm. that, like, even at work, like, I don't use my preferred pronouns and I don't operate 
in that space because I'm like, at this point, I could get hate crimed by someone going through the going through self checkout, and I am a sensitive person. I won't say I cry easily, but stuff gets in my head. And I'm like, I don't need that right now. But it's like something that I'm really worried about for my future relationships. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to trick anyone, but I'm also terrified of just like, mm-hmm. people are mean. I don't understand where they get that meanness from. Yeah. I don't know who broke them and turned them that mean spirited, mm-hmm. but like, I'm sensitive, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I have one of those faces. Those of you listen who will know, I'm one of those people that people, feel like they can come and say unprovoked hateful stuff to my face i'm only a confrontational person on behalf of others not myself if someone is messing with you and disrespecting you i have no problem going up all up in that in their face all up in their business being like this is why what you said was wrong this is unacceptable i will not uh, i will not stand for any slander against andrea not in this house like you're not gonna say that to her this is not happening when it comes to me i just be like what like i just kind of freeze completely zoned out and then i'll go and then i just like 10 15 minutes later i have to go to one of my friends and be like what's this what did this mean (laughs) that takes me back when you dated it well you weren't dating but when you were seeing this one person Yes. I'm not going to bring, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I wanted to meet him just to, like, I could tell him how, oh, I don't, I, oh, I hate him. <laughs> I do not like, like this person. Just mean, disrespectful. Oh, that's another thing, too. Do you have this fear? Because I have this fear. I am terrified of getting into a new relationship because I don't know how to explain to my potential partner, hey, this is all the stuff that's happened to me. This is how I've been hurt. Okay. Because that's going to be one, a long list. Mm-hmm. Two, <laughs> like, when is it acceptable to start telling them that? Because, like, for me, my first thing is, like, off the bat, this is what yeah. I, like, this is what you need to know. But other people are like, well, yeah. that was a bit much. Baby step me into it. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. That's me. <laughs> that's literally me. Because when I, like, like you, I want to be like, this is who I am. This is how, like, this is what I've been through. Are you willing yeah. to make the next step? I don't want to trick you into like getting into a relationship with me and then later discovering all this trauma. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is it. This is what's on my table. Yeah. I think deep down, I'm just scared of catfishing someone. You're not going to catfish someone. (laughs) But like, not also just like my face, but also emotionally, like emotionally catfish someone where I'm like, oh yeah, like, no, I love these things. And I'm really like happy about life. But also that's definitely something straight men do. So I, I don't see you doing that because again you're very you're a very self aware very transparent person. So I oh, personally the, don't you see just you brought up that. a point that I hate. I hate having to be self aware for the both of us. Why am I the one yeah. who has to learn your ins and outs? Oh, this is oh this is the thing I hate, and this is the thing that I've told my mom. I've told everyone in my life. You will for the most part, and never have to guess how breezy is feeling or thinking. Give me time, I tell you straight up. Or if I'm uncomfortable or not okay with things, mm-hmm. you do not have to guess. You do not have to figure out why is Breezy upset? Breezy gonna tell you. I'm referring to myself in the third person because mm-hmm. I need you to know Breezy will tell you. You will know. 
why am I the damn Sherlock Holmes who's like, all right, let me try and figure out your past traumas. And let me try and figure out like your triggers so I can avoid them. Can you please just tell me? Because I've been putting in way too much, be doing mental gymnastics over here. For me, for you too, I think I've noticed this with you too, but mm-hmm. my emotions are on my face. You want to know if I'm happy, sad, whatever feelings, you can see it right in my face. I have a hard time hiding it unless it's like in a job professional setting, but otherwise I will not hide my emotions. You can tell if I'm annoyed, mm-hmm. you can tell if I'm happy, yeah, just look at my face. very much true, but I like, I think about it more and more that it's, and this is a thing, this is a, a pet peeve, a warning, a red, red flag, whatever you want to call it. If I've explicitly told you what my triggers are, what I'm not okay with, all of that, you get one second chance because you already knew. And it was on, it's like the whole idea of Mm -hmm. if your teacher is giving you the answers to the exam and it becomes the exam, you don't remember them and you pick the wrong ones. That's on you. You don't get to retake it. You don't get to, there's no do-overs. And that's how I really feel with people. I'll be telling people, oh, I told one man, one man, my triggers. Mm -hmm. I told them I was uncomfortable. I told them these things. Man chased me across campus. What? I was like, I personally don't like when people like, you know, you, you a big dude, my guy, please don't block a door. Okay. Please don't make me, please do not use your size to intimidate me. That's a trigger for me. Goes ahead and uses the, their size to intimidate me. And then I'm over here. Like that was so messed up. And they're like, sorry, I didn't know what you mean. You don't know. I think something I've learned based on my previous relationships is I don't give second chances, especially when it comes to like big, like relationship things. I am not going to give you a second chance because when my first relationship, I tried that, like in that first relationship, mm-hmm. like we were on a break twice. The second time we were on a break, we were on a break for like three months and I gave him a second chance and that it obviously didn't work out. So <laughs> I think this is like deeper than mm-hmm. what I'm making it seem right now. But these men know that doing mm-hmm. certain things are just, just not okay. And they choose to hurt you. When they're doing whatever they're doing, they know that that's going to hurt mm-hmm. you. But they do it anyways. And that's also based on the machismo of like the machista men that they did. They're like, I mean, you've mentioned this before in one of our previous conversations. Mm-hmm. It's the ride or die. Like they're often that she's a real one if she can tolerate all of this and I am not about to tolerate this because I seek for respect and I've had a lot of Latina women like older ones tell me oh men are just like that and I'm like if men are just like that Mm -hmm. that's fine I am not interested I am not gonna Mm -hmm. date them I am fine being alone but no one's gonna come here and just embarrass me and humiliate me and expect mm. me to give them a second chance. You only get one chance, and if you ruin that, that's on you. You're missing out, not me. That's interesting that you say that and like fully understand. And I also realize that like why I'm kind of the opposite. Like I give people way too many chances, and I think that like stems from like let's be real, like we got some abandonment issues. And like, I know you've tried to remind me of this is like, I'm not difficult to love, but my fear is that like, if I make a mistake or if I mess up, I'll be dropped, cut from the team, you know, just 
didn't make the cheer squad type of thing. And so that's why I give other people second chances and all fifth chances, seventh chances, because I'm like, what if I mess up or what if I do something wrong? I don't want to get dropped. That's the thing, Breezy. You're not messing up. You're not doing those things because you're being self-aware and you know exactly what's going on. So you're not making these quote unquote mistakes, but Mm -hmm. they're not mistakes. Like, Cheating on someone is not a mistake. That is a conscious choice you have. You are a grown adult. You know exactly what you're doing. That mm-hmm. was not a mistake. You chose to do that. So I tell you, you need to stop thinking like that because you are self-aware and you know to not do those things. So why are you forgiving people that also mm-hmm. know, but they yeah. choose to do it? You know, I think we just need to come to the conclusion that the traumas, the things that people experience and go through is not an excuse and we yeah. need to treat them like have have consistent expectations of people. A lot of the times we infantilize our partner and think that they have less agency. Like they're just really controlled by their baser instincts or the fact that they don't have knowledge or the words or the language to speak on their emotions. But it's like, no, these people know. More and more they know. They know how to like, yeah. I think about it like this. If your man's is crying along to a Juice World song, he knows the feelings. He knows the toxicity. He knows. They know everything that's going on. They're able to connect to that in a song. They know what it looks like. I don't know. I just think they just don't want accountability. Okay, I think that's it for this week. Uh, You can find me on Twitter as T-O-R-R underscore R-R-E-S-1 and on Instagram at Andy underscore torres hu and you can of course find me on the only social social media platform that matters twitter at (laughs) libra l-i-b-r-a thugga t-h-u-g-g-a and you know y'all stay warm out there Mm -hmm. see y'all next week bye bye